In this episode of What the Prophets Say, you will hear Sam and I talk about the most common demons we get people free from. Don't miss this behind the scenes look at what demons are problematic and which demons indwell you. Welcome to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. And again, today I am joined by the accurate prophet that is the Scotsman, Mr. Sam Robertson. How are you, Sam? Hello, I'm good. I'm excited for another conversation. Well, can I just say, when I was shopping in the streets in Glasgow not that long ago, I came... This is a deliverance story. Wait, you said shopping? Shopping. That's unusual. (laughs) (laughs) All your stories... You're so cheeky. Um, yes, shopping and deliverance, because we are going to talk about we demons are. today and the mindset of deliverance. I was shopping in Glasgow, and this husband and wife team were having a blazing row in the street. You know, that full-blown, it's going to probably come to punching oh, no. and kicking, and it's not hidden it's not one of those, you know, sly looks. It's full-blown shouting, screaming, nice. unhinged in the street. And I deliberately walk up to them and just stand. And as my shadow shadows them, they stop fighting in an instant. So I take a few steps back and they start fighting again. So I walk towards them and they stop fighting. I did this two or three times just for the fun of it. And, um, but I'm learning in that, that there is an anointing that silences demons. And there is an anointing that brings people into their right mind. Come on. And that there is an anointing a little bit like the company of prophets in the day of Samuel, uh, when Saul, King Saul, is not where he should be, and he meets the company of prophets coming down the mountain, and the shadow brings him into his right mind, and that harassing spirit mentally stops. So let's talk about deliverance, Sam, today. Let's go home. <gasps> yes. Our okay, favorite well, subject. You're our favorite subject. We have done ours of deliverance. We, we love kicking out demons. We love liberation Mm. but I think why do you guys listening to this need to hear it because you need to get by the end of our time today a deliverance mindset and the aim is we release it come on and it's this is not us just talking about deliverance for training's sake it's the word of the lord because actually we are now coming into the days of mass deliverance and we're prophesying that and god is all over deliverance and we have seen just the the most incredible shift changing gear when it comes to deliverance in the last even the last six months yeah where we've you know one or two would get delivered in a meeting to now in one gathering everybody is getting delivered of their demons. So this is not just about training you to cast out demons, but actually you're partnering with the season of God. We are in days of great deliverance. I think what's changing at the moment is that the church has had an unfortunate mindset of 
wanting to dominate. Yes. And they've used any power they had for domination. Mm. And domination comes with a spirit of control. It uses religion to curtail people. Mm. It's about rules and boundaries and perceived behavior. And it's not really about relationship in the heart. The kingdom of God is not about domination. The kingdom of God is about liberation. It is one of the major changes that we are going to go through as the people of God. We are going to think as liberators of society, of liberators of individuals, not as dominators. That will change how we look at politics, how we look at individual lives, how we look at our influence in society. And I'm going to talk about that in our next podcast. But for right now, the mindset of a liberator is going to come upon you and instinctively you are going to come into a desire to set people free rather than dominate them or force a structure of religion around them because really what Mark's gospel talks about, let me just read you this because this is a shocking uh, scripture and um, it's where Jesus uh, is, is talking about the fact that these signs shall follow those who believe they shall this is mark 16 17 to 18 and these signs shall accompany those who believe or shall follow those who believe in my name they will what's first Read the Bible. <laughs> no, you know that that's totally. naughty. You know what it says. These signs, but actually, if you and I were if writing, if we were to it, write the verse, what would we say? These signs shall follow those who believe. Christians will be known because they read the Bible, or totally. they love one another, yeah. or they kind, kind, yeah, hug, nice, holy kisses. I don't know something. You know, totally. We would we would write something like that, wouldn't yes, we? Yes, a bit, yeah, yeah, something that didn't require too much bravery. Yes, but. Scripture says, and these signs will accompany or shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will drive Drive out out demons. demons. It's the first sign of the kingdom of God. The first sign, not just the last, the first. It's it's incredible to me that the first sign that you're saved (laughs) is that you drive out demons. Was that the first thing you did when you got saved? You know, what was the first sign or or, or work of the spirit that you stewarded after you were saved? Was it it casting out demons? That sense that a liberating mindset must own us. Then it goes on. Let me complete the list in Mark chapter 16. They will speak in new tongues. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I I know that's tough, isn't it? Because it's plural there, tongues. And I think that when we get filled with the Spirit, most of the charismatic Pentecostal church find one language or a few words in tongues, and they never upgrade it for the rest of their lives. It's because I think even though it's wildly charismatic... We can be. There's still a bit of religiosity there, where we yes. we like formula. We we like to do what we know how to do, and we like to speak in the tongue that we've had since we got saved. Yes, they will speak in new tongues, tongues. with an S on yeah. the end. In other words, this continual upgrade of different heavenly languages. Yeah. Then it says they will pick up snakes <laughs> with their hands. They will drink deadly poison. It will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. That's Mark 16, verse 17 to 18. That's a wild sense of a biblical standard of what my life should be like. So I'm supposed to drive out demons. I'm supposed to go around the place speaking in multiple heavenly languages, (laughs) changing the atmosphere, picking up snakes. I actually think that's about picking up um, uh, 
demons, actually. I think it's back to deliverance ministry totally. there because we understand serpents in scripture to be demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, demons to be snakes, snakes to be demons in scripture. So actually, I am right up close and personal pulling off yeah. demons and chucking them away, drinking deadly poison. In other words, the standards of oppression that in the world, actually, I'm protected from them on many days. Absolutely. And do you know what? That verse particularly provokes in me uh, and, and what I believe God is even saying today to you guys listening and watching is you've got to get free of your intimidation. Yes. Actually, that is a list for those who are not intimidated by the world or by the enemy, who are not afraid that you are able to cast out demons, but also you're not afraid to get up close and personal to one to pick it up and to throw it away. You're not intimidated by the works of the enemy. And even now just receive freedom from where the enemy wants you to be someone who's intimidated by him, that actually you will become free from intimidation. It's that sense for me of a complete turnaround from how we value, you know, our Christian experience. That my value is, can I get more demure, more (laughs) holy? And we think holiness means tame or quiet. Reflective. Reflective. Whereas here we're looking at this explosion of the power of God through us with a particular focus on, can I get that demon out of you? Absolutely. I'm going to get you free. How free can I get you? Every ministry opportunity, how free can I get this person? Yes, and actually that is an extreme form of love. Oh, totally. We we want people to be free and we are a warfaring people. Why? Because we deeply love others as well. And because I love you so much, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help you get liberated. So last time we talked about the billion soul harvest, And we know that there are angels of harvest being sent to the world right now and that we're in partnership with with harvest. And if you didn't listen to that first episode, you need to because it will really change your thinking. But I have seen coming out of the heavenly realms, not just the angel of harvest, but the angel of awakening and the angels of deliverance. You can feel that so strong already. It's this three battalions of angelic hosts that are coming down from heaven and let me tell you what that what I saw I saw angels of deliverance I would actually call them angels destroyer angels they destroy darkness now if you're going oh you better cite that scripturally Emma I am all over it (laughs) so we know that when we go back to the story of um Sodom and Gomorrah, the angels turn up and the angels, I'm quoting to you from Genesis 19 verse 2, and they say, we are going to destroy this place. The outcry to the Lord against its people is so great that he has sent us to destroy it. And so these angels name themselves as destroyers. Totally. (laughs) Which is challenging right there. Yes. I think the challenges are theology or understanding of even the angelic but that's right there the the ferocity of the angelic now i mean the verse the chapter goes on by verse 16 the angel grabs hold of lot and his wife and his two daughters and leads them out of the city to safety so we see this angel who is ferociously destroying but also rescuing delivering totally so for me that's deliverance and destruction in in you know this angel form now what then 
we need is a New Testament example of this. Well, hallelujah, Jesus, there is one. Matthew 13, verse 41. I love, I just think this is wild. I love that Jesus says this. It says this, the son of man will send out his angels and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. It is the sense of this dispatch of angelic hosts like the Sodom and Gomorrah destroyer angels who then will weed out sin and evil. And so I've actually seen a mass battalion, I mean, in Mm. in the myriads of angels of these, what the Bible called destroyer deliverance angels that you and I need to partner with, which will require a mindset of liberation and deliverance. Absolutely. You are called to be a deliverance minister. Totally. And a destroyer of the works of darkness as well. Yes. You're meant to destroy the works of darkness. That's our call. And the image of Jesus and the call of Jesus, we destroy the works of darkness and deliver people into the kingdom of God. I think part of the problem we have here is that, and I don't think we could emphasize this enough, Sam, there are two kingdoms. Come on. There are two kingdoms. And I think that should be absolutely ingrained in us so that every action or every conversation is either to the glory of the kingdom of God Mm. or to the glory of the kingdom of darkness. We don't live in this grey, demilitarised middle zone. There's no middle ground. There's no neutral zone. So when you're reading Revelation scriptures, it says, then war broke out in heaven. And we're talking about Satan rising up to fight God. Then war broke out in heaven. And you get in that moment, the birthing of two kingdoms. Now, the point of your existence as a Christian, yes, to love Jesus, to worship him, to love him with all your heart, but actually to crush Satan under your feet and to become an exorcist or a liberator, or a deliverance minister. And this is not just for a specialist few. Come on, come on. That's why the Bible doesn't give a category or even a five-fold ministry role of deliverance minister. Why? Because everybody's meant to do it. Now, yes, there will be one or two who carry specialist anointing, but why does God give that to people? So that other people are then trained. So this is something for all of you. So None of this responded, oh, I'm not called to deliverance. No, you are. We just read that verse in Mark. This is who you are. This is who you are. And you might just need to say out loud again, I'm a liberator. I am a deliverance minister. I am a destroyer of the works of darkness because this is a massive mindset change. And we've been on this journey for years, but it still is a big mindset change shift always and actually you've got to get to that place where you wake up and you know today I'm destroying the works of darkness and and I think Sam as you say that the more you say I am a liberator in the name of Jesus my call is to destroy the works of darkness can I tell you my friends listening to us the more you own that and say it, I mean, can't say it out loud with me now, I am a liberator mm. in the name of Jesus. Come on. The more you own that, it reorientates your inner world 
because these things actually can take a little bit of time, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Scripture tells us in the book of Romans that I'm transformed and I have to transform and renew my mind by telling myself I'm a liberator and an exorcist and a deliverer in Jesus' name until I actually believe it. Come on. You have to decree it until you believe it. And then what happens is you are standing in a place like I was in the street where I so believe in the liberation power of God, it just falls off us. Yeah. Like Peter's shadow healed the sick. Mm. Our anointings bring people into yeah. their right nines and demons flee. And it's impulsive. It's not like something that you have to then work up to actually when you've so got that mindset. It's an instinctive, impulsive response. You see an issue and before you know it, you're there and you're being a deliverance minister. You're dealing with it. Why? Because it's your only option because it's so in you. I do think as well, what we have done in the church is we have trained people in a wrong cautiousness and a wrong kind of holding of yourself yeah. back and yes there are times that there is a right cautiousness but i would actually say let's not use that word we want to be discerning that is right but actually we become so cautious that i that we become afraid and that that cautiousness actually has opened the door to us being afraid not just of demons but of deliverance as well oh we don't want mess we don't want noise we don't yeah. want we, we don't want a show we don't want anyone to shake in case there's someone in the room that might not like that or there's yeah. someone who isn't saved and we've all had those conversations and we've all also at times tried to be overly cautious when god is actually saying just let me out let my power out through you use my authority and in the bible well, deliverance was a bit messy. Deliverance was screeching and screaming and shaking. That's the Jesus model. It is. And it's interesting. I have to say, I, I was brought to repentance on this uh, issue because for many years, I would say in the deliverance environment to the demon up and out quietly, quietly. in Jesus' and name. Cleanly, yeah. And you come out quietly and you come out cleanly. And really what I was trying to say is, look, I don't really want Hollywood histrionics yeah. when I'm delivering you. But I, I don't want to show. I don't want a demon show but actually I had to stop saying demon you come out quietly and cleanly why because Jesus never said that and when Jesus did deliverance ministry they came out with a shriek they did and so I just started saying come up a night in the name of Jesus and they did and so in my conversations with Jesus it's well okay I see the biblical model. Why, why, why does it have to be like this? And I really feel like Jesus is saying, otherwise the, the person doesn't know they're free. Totally, totally. And I think if you do a lot of deliverance ministry very quietly, probably the demon isn't leaving. And how often do you have someone who maybe gets deliverance ministry, they're receiving it, and there's no manifestation, there's no response. What are they always saying? Is it gone? Is it yes. gone? Whereas you don't have that same conversation with someone who's shrieked and maybe shouted and fallen on the floor or shaken. When they get up, they know they're free. And there's a security even in that of there was a moment where that demon shifted off me and now, now I'm, I'm free. free. I'm free. And actually what we've found, which I think is remarkable, is all it takes is for one person to have that sort of response in a room for there to be an atmosphere of faith that's unlocked for other people to believe I can get free too. And we've yes. seen it happen. One person shrieks, one person screams, one person shouts. People watch and they're kind of wide-eyed for a moment, but then they start to believe I can get free too. Too, and all of a sudden the whole room comes into it's a like deliverance moments. dominoes it is 
completely and everyone starts to get it's free. It's so important because we're we're in this day of the, the billion soul harvest and the, the mindset of, of harvest. We are also marrying with it the mindset of mass liberation. Absolutely. It's interesting. I was doing a conference um, actually just last week and I did uh, a teach on the spirit of fear. Mm. I actually felt there was a state in America that strong man, its major demon was fear. Wow. So you're looking at, you know, fear of the future. Yeah. So you're trying to stop the aging process, fear of failure. So you find this drivenness in your yeah. work, you know, uh, fear of rejection. So you're people pleasing all the time. <laughs> and it's not necessarily fear in the sense of I'm intimidated and anxious hiding in a corner but this fear demon across a whole state in america that has created actually quite an extrovert culture of of driven achievement because they're scared of looking bad scared of rejection scared of fear scared of 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 scarcity and lack and actually this this fear of lack driving them. So I'd, I'd done an altar call. Um, th- there must have been uh, th- about 100 people who came forward who were stuck. And l- it was only me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. And they're screaming and they're coughing and the demons are all coming out. One versus 100. <laughs> well, uh, and there's one of me. And I'm thinking, I can't actually get my hands yeah. on all of you. What am I going to do here? So I'm doing my usual way, you know, walking up and down at pace and laying hands on them but actually I suddenly I actually said into the microphone this is not working which I think freaked them out you know oh my goodness I'm gonna be stuck with this demon of fear forever (laughs) you know and I said no 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 it's not working because you have not learned to take authority yourselves. Yeah. And wow. you're waiting for me to take authority like I'm the only expert in the room. Like wow. there's more Jesus in me than there is in you. So I said, I'm going to stay on the platform here, made the ministry team sit down, who to be perfectly honest, didn't know what they were doing anyway. And uh, I mean, because we're not skilled we're enough not in skilled. deliverance. We're not. And to be honest, all you need to say is, get out get in out Jesus', Jesus name. name. Totally. I mean, deliverance is not complicated. Get out in Jesus' name. Totally. It's not some kind of weird, unknown secret. Yes. You know, get out in Jesus' name, does it? Got a 500 you know, and I'm watching the ministry team go around rubbing their backs, massage, oh, massage, no, massage, Lord, massage more, Lord. more Lord. And I'm like, no, they don't need more. They need less of the demon. Get out in Jesus' name. Yes. Usually will suffice. Thank you very much. Yes. So I actually make the ministry team, I roll my eyes, make the ministry team sit down. They must have thought, who is this woman we've invited in? (laughs) And I actually said to them, you are all going to say Jesus Christ is Lord. Just acknowledge his power. And I said, you put your hand on that demon where you feel it in your body and you literally grab it and pull it out. And you say, get out of me in Jesus' name, spirit of fear. They started delivering themselves. Wow. They started to learn that they were liberators of actually their own issues. And what they didn't need was deeper healing. And how, now we have a place for it. But can I just have a little soapbox? Soapbox, yes. Yeah, you know it's coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many hours do we spend in deeper healing? Now, sometimes it's absolutely necessary. I've had it, you've had it. We appreciate it. It's needed. But it doesn't do everything. No. It can't do everything. Because some things are deliverance yeah, issues. You can't counsel a demon. 
You can't kind sell a demon. So this mindset of liberation and deliverance, I think is going to come en masse to the body of Christ and it will be easy. And actually, the more you say, I'm a liberator in Jesus' name, the smaller you make Satan. Totally. And and, and, and the more you own that, the more your life becomes a warfare and a deliverance statement. So actually, when you don't own the I'm a liberator, that place of confident authority in Christ, then you actually do open the doors to what we call stick demons, the little demons just coming around, baiting at your heels all the time. When you stand, I'm a deliverer. They don't want to come anywhere near you. Actually, how many times do you just have to walk into a room and those little stick demons, because of how you hold yourself, leave already. They leave anyway. And that's part of what what we start with. It's not just about what you pray, but actually God is saying, hold yourself as a deliverer, carry yourself as a liberator, and those demons will leave the minute they see you. They'll be utterly terrified of you. Totally. Yes. So what I watched then in this uh, ministry trip was people literally grabbing hold of demons, you know, off the throat, off the stomach, off their whole beings, you know, pulling off the demon and screaming as the demon comes out. And, and then, you know, going back to pulling another... Wow. It was fascinating to watch. And all I did was stand there and just coach them into their own deliverance. Come on. Because the, now they know they can do it. To themselves as well, which is so important. You know, the mindset of deliverance is, yes, we set other people free, which is so fun, but we get to be free ourselves too, more free than ever before. Why? Because we're empowered to deal with our own stuff as well. Yeah. Um, And they will go away now knowing, I picked up a fence and that was, you know, I got hurt by someone and it opened the door to a demon, but actually I know how to get that demon off me. Let me just unpack the concept of sozo, or do you want to? Because what does sozo mean? Well, saved, healed, and delivered. It's the progressive, continual sense of salvation, not just being a moment, but being a lifestyle of being saved, healed, and delivered. So sozo, I mean, sozo is probably our best-known Greek biblical word, you know, because of sozo ministries. But but it is translated as salvation in Scripture. And it means, as you say... Saved, healed, and delivered. Saved, healed, and delivered. In other words, my salvation experience and journey has an element in it of I repent and I continue to repent because I walk out my salvation with fear and trembling. So I'm walking out repentance, healed. I'm walking out being healed continually. Oh, Jesus, heal me. I'm sorry for this sin. And Jesus, heal me. Uh, Heal my emotions, heal my mind, heal my flesh. And I'm walking out deliverance as a continual expression of salvation. Mm. Now, you know that in some of the, in in other words, I pray, say we have an, say say you've got an anger issue. I repent for my partnership with anger. Jesus, heal me of my anger issue. And now I break agreement with the demon of anger and I cast it out. That should be normal. Yeah, and that's, that, that is, that should be something that we're used to praying daily ourselves and helping other people pray for repent then ask for forgiveness get jesus to heal the root whatever it is of that anger and then you cast the demon out yes that is is kind of foundational christian living or should be can i ask you this sam how many indwelling demons do you think our listeners have well i think 
how many do they think they have? <laughs> and double it. And then well, <laughs> double it and double it again. Because we talk about Mary in scripture often. And Mary we say, Magdalene. And Mary Magdalene, you know, it talks about her having seven demons and how often people are like, oh my goodness, she was so demonized. And we go, oh my goodness, she was so free because she only had seven. She only, only had. had seven. Because we've got to be honest, there are days and weeks where we are not in the right frame of mind. We wake up on the wrong side of the bed. We get hangry. I'm not pointing any fingers. I do. We have our guard down. Do you know? And we actually open doors. We open we doors. Do. And I think we've got to make it, you know, we, we've got to be, be comfortable with having these conversations. I think I've got a demon. Can you help me out? Yes. And can we just list some demon names here that we think people might have? Totally. Well, I mean, you've, you've already... Uh, touched on fear but I think right now there's anxiety you can feel as a massive demon in the world right now Oppre fear and anxiety sexual perversion totally lust oppression oh pride yes yes it's a massive one it ego is. ego thinking more of yourself than you should that's the demonic stronghold in somebody <laughs> it is. you know now you're all going to panic because i'm going to start listing them and you're going to listen and go oh my goodness I've no god i've got all, all these demons you know i actually think that what's the one tell me the ones that you think you cast out the most because the one i think i cast out the most from people is death well i was about to say that i think death and even more it used to be fear and i do think fear is maybe number two but more and more death is the demon that we're confronting yes and actually even infirmity yes. would be another Massively. high one that the demon of, uh, by quantity that we deal with so death would be death of your finances death of your relationships it's not that you actually die yeah. um it's the slow protracted yeah. diminishing of things that yeah. are supposed to be alive round yeah. about you limits life i think often when you hear the spirit of death you think well i don't have that because i'm not dying but actually death you know what does jesus come to bring life and life and its fullness it means super abundant life death wants to limit that you can have a little life but not a lot of life you can have a little yeah. space to grow but not a lot of space to grow yeah. and that slowly does that kills your progress and kills your desire so if you've started a business that was going well and then all of a sudden it started to just decline for no reason mm -hmm. it could probably be a spirit of death finances with debt even with that is death we see that across the board um, actually mm. and I think I think God's calling us to confront it more and more well let's give some top tips because our time is running out for uh, this episode top tips I am a liberator in Jesus name say just loud. say that out loud uh, deliverance is easy for me yeah. in the name of Jesus even if you don't believe it say, say it until you do repent of your partnerships yeah and don't just say, um, you know, I'm sorry, God, for my fear. I'm sorry, and leave it there. And I cast that thing yeah. out of me in Jesus' name. Get used to thinking about freedom personally and then praying for it in a mass anointing that your shadow and your voice might then be a liberator to many. Come on. So good. Do you know, I think we're going to see thousands of people run into the church yeah. We're going to lay hands on them and say, I mean, you and I have, have done this. Oh, can I tell a story about you, Sam? I know our time's going. I remember you. What this, story is this? Oh, what story is this? Years ago, we were, we were ministering together um, in England. The sexual perversion demons in the room oh, were off the one. charts. Oh, yes. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're literally pulsating yeah. in the room. And the chaos you of sexual perversion. 
yeah. could smell the demons. I actually had to go out to the bathroom, do you remember, just to breathe in yeah. some cleaner air. And um, that's when you know the air was 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 bad. I don't. Those. I've never seen such sexual perversion in a it church building. And we're all worshiping. Everybody's engaged in worship. Demons are off the charts. And they actually they need truth. They need love. But more than that, they need somebody who can silence the demonic. Yeah. And I hand you the microphone, and I have no idea what you're going to say. But to be fair. I didn't have an idea what I was going to say at that point in time either. It was totally Holy Spirit. You better speak through me right now. <laughs> and you start shouting down the microphone. I never forget it. You were so brave. And you said, and the Spirit of the Lord says, man, I made you a man. Woman, I made you a woman. Over and over. Yes, yeah, son, I made you a son. Daughter, I made you a daughter. I mean, it, yeah. so relentlessly to the point over where I over. thought... He's, he's, not never, gonna stop. he's not going to stop. <laughs> man, I made you a man. Yeah. Woman, I made you a woman. And I watched in the spirit realm. I mean, you just stood your ground. Totally. And I watched the demon of sexual perversion start to come off yeah. just with that decree. Mm. And I mean, not you, a complicated decree. Not either. a complicated decree. People were getting healed of indwelling demons yeah. of sexual perversion. Yeah. In an instant like that. Yeah. And the whole room came into this place of purity and cleanness. Mm. Mm. And people came into their sexual right mind. Totally. yeah. Just because you thought as a liberator. Absolutely. It's one of my highlights from watching your life. Wow. Oh. Yes, that was, a, that was a moment. That was a good learn as well. Because literally it was, do you know, what we're talking about there. I, I, I mean, it was the first time I'd ever seen it. I was standing in front of a room confronted with, I mean, there was about 800 people, literally hundreds and hundreds of demons. And I had to choose, will I be intimidated or will I be the intimidator? And yes. what, you know, and you stand your ground and you speak and people get free. Yeah, amazing. Well, we bless you today to be liberators. I believe in you. Yeah, I'm excited for the stories. <laughs> Email us in your stories. Yeah. And thank you for joining us in this episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark, and my good friend, Sam Robertson. See you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of What the Prophets Say with me, Emma Stark. You clearly ooze stamina. May I gently encourage you to jump over to our website, propheticscots.com, where you can download my e-course, the Prophetic Warrior, nine highly interactive sessions that will equip and train you to hear the voice of God with ease. Make sure that you subscribe and like and share this podcast. You don't want to miss all the things we have coming up for you.